0: You know, we believe in the Bible to be the Word of God, but we have the Book of Mormon, and this is another testament of Jesus Christ.
1: Hello, my name is Blair Murphy, and this is The Bishop's Office, a podcast where I talk to members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints about their conversion, missionary service, and life experiences. This week, I'm speaking to Scott Ramsey about his mission in the Philippines. I hope you enjoy it. Well, Scotty, it's great to catch up with you and talk about your mission. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I am doing very well. Well, why don't you tell us where you served and when you served?
0: So I served in May 2013 to May 2015. So I served in the Philippines Lawag mission. At the time I got my call, I didn't know how to say the name properly. I said Lawag, I said all sorts of names and Eventually I was put in my place and told it's Lawag. So that was a, an interesting start to it all.
1: <laughs> awesome. Um, and what language were you called to serve in? Tagalog. Cool. So why don't you talk to me a little bit about your time uh, leading up to your mission? When do you think that you, you found the beginnings of your
0: testimony? I think there was different times in my life that I had a testimony. So experiences for me were Trek. Uh, also, like mission prep, but the biggest thing for me was probably a few months beforehand going to church and feeling the spirit there, my testimony just grew from there um, going to mission prep, seeing all the uh, returned missionaries come back and talk to me about the blessings of missions,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so my testimony grew, and I was able to kind of read the scriptures more um, mm-hmm. and pray and that 's when I started to get more of a better testimony of the gospel.
1: Oh, no, that's great. What was different about that period of your life? I guess you'd been going to church presumably before that time and you know, you'd been praying and reading your scriptures from time to time. What made mm-hmm. the difference during this period?
0: For me is that I knew that I was preparing for a mission and also just knowing that at some stage I'm going to be going. I don't know where, but just kind of a kind of tuned into serving a mission and my focus became on that. Um, I even stopped working for a few months um, just to kind of have a break and kind of, you know, set myself up for that. So there was a range of things that kind of did that for me.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I guess um, the line from the Book of Moroni, you know, with a real intent is what comes to mind, yeah? You were living the gospel in many of the same ways that you were before, but this time with the intention of acting on it by, you know, serving a mission and, and all of those types of things. It's a cool experience. Um, So tell me about putting in your papers and receiving your mission call. Were you surprised to be going to the Philippines?
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was very, very surprised. Didn't know heaps about the Philippines. I knew a little bit about it. Courtney McKim was actually in my intake, but she got her call a couple of weeks before me. So I actually heard of the mission from her. So for me, what happened was, um, I was driving around in my dad's car, having the music up really loud, <laughs> listening to my favorite tunes and I rocked up and I saw something in the mail and it was a big, like a massive envelope. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, I was looking at the letterbox and I thought, oh, what's that, you know? It was good that it was my mission call. And um, I said to myself, I'll wait for everyone to come round and we'll kind of read it out. And then I ran inside really fast and it was just me and my mum and we just looked at each other and I was just like, no, nah, I've just got to open it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just really excited. And um, I opened it up and I saw that it was the Philippines. I thought, wow, that's that's interesting. I saw that it was... Tagalog or what they call Tagalog, but I was calling it Tagalog. I thought, wow, this is an interesting place. For those that don't know, Lawag is the highest point of the Philippines and it's closest to the ocean. So with my mission, you can't go any further. So if you go any further, you'll be in the ocean. <laughs> so that was an interesting thing to learn about that. I started looking up different things of the Philippines. I started um, watching videos about different animals that were in the Philippines. So That was an interesting time. So um, tell me about your experience in the MTC. Um, The MTC was an interesting thing. So what happened was I arrived on the plane. I travelled by myself. So there was two different flights. So I went Adelaide to Melbourne, Melbourne to Sydney, Sydney to Manila. And what happened was I arrived, I had my suit on and there was no one around. So I actually had to find my way to the hotel by myself. And I didn't know how to speak the language. I didn't know what to do. It was so hot. I remember just sweating and taking my suit off, thinking it's too hot. <laughs> so I got, in the, I got in the the cab. And um, so in the Philippines, you just pay kind of sometimes what you feel. Usually you can ask how much it costs. But I didn't know how to speak the language. So um, we pulled over. We got to the hotel. still actually by myself. And... I said to him, like, how much does it cost? And then he didn't say anything. And I gave him 500 pesos, which is like, it'd be like a few months pay. So he was pretty excited. He goes, oh, it's like Christmas. I said, yeah, it's great Christmas. (laughs) But I didn't know that I, I didn't realize how much I was actually giving him. And then as I got to the hotel, there was actually no missionaries there at all. And I was thinking, wow, this is pretty crazy. Like, I'm in a foreign country. I don't know anyone. I'm just walking around. And then after that, I actually met some missionaries at KFC. And they said they were going to the same place, the MTC. I said, oh, that's awesome. And then at 2 o'clock in the morning, all these American missionaries came barging through our room and went to sleep. So I thought that was quite funny, the different time zones. And then they got to the hotel and slept. And then we all woke up 630 and uh, went over to the MTC. And um, then we met our teachers, and away we went.
1: So um, tell me about your first area then. Um, How did you find adjusting to missionary life?
0: It was a real culture shock for me. So basically, uh, my first area, so we went to the mission office, did what we needed to do, and then I met my trainer. So my trainer was Australian. He's from Melbourne, but he's Filipino. And uh, we went to my first area. It was Dingrass. And um, we went there. I felt like in the MTC that I'd learnt enough language and everything was sweet. And um, I rocked up to the area. And actually, in the, like, in the area that I lived in, we lived on a school. And um, every morning you would hear them sing the national anthem. You would hear bells ringing. Your flags would go up. Kids would be screaming. And we would be trying to do our personal study. <laughs> so, <laughs> That was, that was quite funny. Um, and this is where I learned a lot of lessons um, in my mission, in my first area with my companion, who was really awesome and very patient with me with learning the language and just adjusting to things. It was just an awesome experience. Um, in my first area, I found that really hard, learning the language. I found that really tough to speak and really tough to understand Pretty much 95% of what has been said. So that really kind of bothered me, but I was still able to be happy and enjoy the time that I was having. And the members, you know, were really happy and appreciated that I was trying. Yeah. So that was an interesting time. I actually got sick. So in my first area, I actually got what they call dengue fever.
1: Oh, wow. And,
0: uh, yeah. So what happened was, one day I was feeling really, really sick and my companion was we on uh, splits and he said, oh, I said, I'm feeling really like terrible. I'm not feeling too good. And he said, that's all right, just keep pushing through. Use the faith. I said, all right, I'll use the faith. And um, that night I went home and I couldn't move like, out of the bed. And um, I said to, my trainer actually came back from splits and he was like, what's wrong? And I said, I can't move, like I'm feeling really terrible. And then uh, the next morning, I just went out and worked again. And um, that night we came back and I was like, I can't move. Like I'm feeling really bad. And then I looked on my body and I had all rashes on my body. And the mission office elders actually came and picked me up two hours away from the mission home. And um, they brought me to the mission home and the president said, you, you need to go to the hospital. And I spent a week in a Philippines hospital with you know, I'm not a fussy eater or anything like that, but the food wasn't the best. Um, <laughs> I kept trying uh, <laughs> to push through it. Um, I just ate it because I thought, you know, I need my strength and things like that. And, you know, my mum always taught me, if you get food on your plate, you got to eat it. So I did that. And then after a week, they're like, you're not really getting better. So they sent me back to the mission training centre for another week and I spent in rehab. And yeah, I rang my mum. My mum was freaking out basically, they said I was pretty close to dying. (laughs) So I thought, wow, this is not the best start to a mission. But yeah, that's kind of what happened. And then after a week or so of being in rehab, they were like, you're good to go back. And I went back and just continued to love my mission.
1: Did it shake you a little bit having that experience so early in your mission?
0: Um, It did. It shook me a little bit. Um, But for some reason, I just was like, no, I just got to keep going. This isn't, About me, this is about helping others and helping other people to have better lives and um, helping them to come back to you know to church or whether that's to accept the gospel, um, hear the word. So I just kind of forgot about myself and just went to work.
1: You mentioned, I guess, the power that the gospel has to improve people's lives. As you think back on your mission, are there particular people that come to mind for whom the, the gospel really? you know, made a difference?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So actually in my first area, I had a really awesome experience. Um, her, her name was Nana Gelago. And um, for years, she had had the missionaries teaching her. Like she loved to have them around and, you know, cook them dinner and things like that. But she never wanted to come to church. And uh, my last few weeks, we were teaching her messages and things like that and then it got to the stage one day we just asked her if she wanted to be baptized and she said i do want to be baptized and we were really really shocked <laughs> i i thought i understood what she said i didn't really understand it but i knew like she'd said yes and i was just shocked and she was just so happy i just she just seemed like she was glowing and oh, it was just an amazing experience uh, for all of us involved and the husband was just absolutely delighted because he was a member of the church he was in the bishopric, and um he was just so happy eventually she was baptized on my last week of me being in the area that was just so awesome to see her being baptized and her just being so happy and just hearing the word of god and um her, her son actually was a return missionary who'd just gotten back and he'd been a great support for her and uh, it's just an amazing spiritual experience to be there, to see that, um, and we were all touched by it.
1: That's great. I mean, you mentioned her son, who was obviously a positive influence on in her. Um, but did you get a sense at the time as to what had made the difference? I mean, you say she'd been meeting with the missionaries for a long time. She wasn't willing to come to church. Her husband's on the bishopric. Like all of these, all of these positive things in her life. What was different at that time? Do you think?
0: I don't think it was anything to do with us being the certain missionaries. I just think that it just kind of was like, this is true. Like I'm feeling the spirit and I know this is true. I don't think it was just one experience for her. I think it was a lot of different things. And yeah, she actually prayed to know if it was true. That's what she told us. That's what my companion told me she said. And um, it was an amazing experience. Um,
1: you mentioned um, that you learned a few lessons in your first area, no doubt, throughout your mission. Are there a couple of things that you felt that you learned and maybe some experiences that surround
0: those? Yeah, absolutely. So in my second area, I moved from Dingras I went to Pagodgud and um, we lived in this house. The lesson that I learned from this is actually um, gratitude, patience, and I would say also just appreciation for everything we have. Um, So when I rocked up to this area, I heard that it was a holiday destination and I thought, great, we're gonna get like awesome apartments. We're gonna be just living the dream. And I thought, wow, this is gonna be awesome. So I rocked up, I met my companion. He's the nicest bloke, absolutely amazing companion, helped me a lot. And um, his name was Elder Osler. And uh, we arrived at the apartment And I thought, okay, there was what they call a kubo or like a um, little sitting area, like a little hut where they sit down and stuff. And then we walked in the house um, and it's like a tin shed. So basically um, everything was like brick, like the abandoned type bricks you get from an abandoned house. Um, And then the bathroom was all concrete. And then the tap, it was very small then the water is filled up into the bucket and then you use like a little plastic bowl thing to have a shower with. Yeah, it was very interesting. And my first night I went to sleep. We did our, you know, prayer and everything like that. And then you could hear like rats crawling all through the roof and I could hear them going all night. And I had my blanket over my head. And then you wake up and you've got all rat droppings all on your blanket. And then you shake it off and you get up and you you do your prayer and (laughs) away you go. So for me, I got a lot of appreciation for life um, and for all that I had before my mission. And I was really humbled very quickly um, that these people um, are amazing and that they're, you know, still happy even though, you know, they had not a lot. I also got a lot of gratitude. For my companion and for all that he helped me with and um and the branch that we served in um, the people were just amazing people so when we were going in the area my companion and i would walk along the beach and um one day we met this this lady and um her name is sheila and her partner at the time they were living together and um One day we walked up to their their hut, and with little Tagalog that me and my companion knew, we tried to talk to her, and she was awesome. She was correcting our Tagalog, she was reading all the things we asked her to read, and then after that visit, we went back again, she asked us to come back, and she had said she'd read all the way to Alma in a week. And I thought, wow, this lady's like golden, this is awesome. Eventually, we both left the area, but in coming months, we found out that she actually got baptized with her partner. And they ended up getting married before they were baptized. Oh, that's great. So it was just an awesome experience. Um, I've always wanted to go back and see her. Um, I never got the chance to go back, but it was just an amazing experience. And I got an appreciation for God and his plan um and the plan of salvation that he he had for them and for a lot of other people that he has as well. So,
1: Any other lessons that spring to mind as you think back?
0: Other lessons I learnt was actually to get along with people that necessarily you don't always get along, you'd find hard to get along with. So you're around people at times on your mission that you don't really, may not have any, like the same interests as, or um, you don't kind of get each other's humour, things like that. So I actually learned to, you know, work with people, understand people more and gain that patience. And I'm sure they gained the patience for me too. But that was a, that was a great lesson for me to be able to talk with people that I usually wouldn't talk with. And that helped me a lot actually um, after my mission as well um, in my job. Um, so uh, it's been a great life lesson for me on the mission and I had some great times on my mission with those guys so um what did you learn about how the spirit works with you the spirit was interesting i had a lot of experiences on my mission that were quite spiritual i had an experience in my first area where i was able to talk to someone in tagalog and i didn't even know how to speak tagalog apparently i was just able to get the words out and the guy understood and um that was the last i was able to do that again so that was amazing and that that guy you know he didn't get baptised or anything like that, but he understood and you could see that he felt the Spirit and I felt the Spirit and I felt to myself that it doesn't matter how much you know, people just want to know how much you care and just want them to be cared for. So that was that was an interesting experience for me. Also trying to bear my testimony in another language. The Spirit prompts you what to say at times and just even in lessons just talking to whether it's investigators, less actives, co- recent converts, even members, the spirit guides you in what their needs are. So there wasn't really a lot of standout experiences, but I just felt it on a daily basis that the spirit was there and guiding us, whether that's to go to that place or whether that's to stay away from a place or whether that's to talk to someone. I felt that a lot. And, Um, That was amazing for me.
1: Did your relationship with the Saviour change on your your mission?
0: I would say, yeah. So for me, my relationship with the Saviour became a lot stronger through prayer, through different types of meetings that we had, but also the way that the Saviour blessed lives of others. I just felt an appreciation for Jesus Christ. And when we taught the lessons, You know, whether that was restoration of the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, or plan of salvation, it all tied around Jesus Christ and what he did. And so, every time, whether you're talking about him, whether you're praying, um, or you're praying for someone else, a lot of it's based around not only families, but Jesus Christ. And so, everything that we did was based around Jesus Christ and helping people and the gospel of Jesus Christ. So um, it became, I became really, really close in my mind to Jesus Christ. Um, and every day you're wearing the name tag, you're a representative of Jesus Christ. So everything I tried to do was, you know, focused on him. So definitely uh, I became a lot closer and gained an appreciation for the Book of Mormon more. I actually wanted to read the book all the time Every minute, I just wanted to read the Book of Mormon. So absolutely, that's, that's definitely a whole experience of my mission for me was around Jesus Christ.
1: Um, I love that sort of description of how you felt about the, the Book of Mormon. Did you see that happen in the lives of some of the people that you're teaching? Did you Did you have people that you're teaching have experiences with the Book of Mormon that really helped them to know of their relationship with their father in heaven and know that the church was true.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that lady I talked about before Sheila, um, she just kept reading the book of Mormon. She finished it in like a month and um, that's unheard of uh, from a lot of investigators. So I just thought that was just amazing. I just thought, you know, she's doing amazing. And um, to see how much the book of Mormon touched her life, she, Change. She said she'll do anything um, and she she wants to be baptized, and so we prepared her, but yeah that that definitely touched her life and her partner's life for the better, the Book of Mormon for sure. Every time I would teach someone or just about every time I would try and introduce the Book of Mormon, you know we believe in the Bible to be the Word of God, but we have the Book of Mormon, and this is another testament of Jesus Christ, and um, for me. I had some great experiences with that.
1: Um how are you different because of your missionary service, do you think How have you
0: changed? So I think before my mission, I just wanted to go out and have fun and you know drive around in my car and and not kind of you know read the scriptures as much as I should have been, and you know that type of thing. Um, but on my mission i I felt like I became more about other people. Um, and I felt as if um, I had more time for more important stuff. I focused on more important things, and that really helped with um, everything that I do now, um, whether that's in my job, you know, building relationships with the young people I work with, um, whether that's in my personal life with my wife, or whether that's with my other family the mission gives you that confidence to be able to back yourself and to be able to approach things and to be patient with things and to be calm with things and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely, I definitely got that from the mission.
1: Coming home from your mission, you talked about the experience that you had um, with the Book of Mormon on your mission. What role does the Book of Mormon play in your life today?
0: The Book of Mormons really important. I wish that I read it every day, and I wish I had made more time to to read the Book of Mormon every day because it's just an awesome book, so many great stories, so many great things about Jesus Christ and his ministry and um, the way you know we have a fair few heroes in the Book of Mormon that show us a great example of how to be as members of the church um, so. The Book of Mormon is very, very important, and it uh, gives us great guidance um, in you know, what to do in our lives. It's very important for me. Coming home has just blessed my life, having the Book of Mormon. It's given me great guidance, for sure.
1: Let me yeah. ask you one last question, and we can finish up. Your brother-in-law is living with you at the moment, and he's um, turning 18 and will be um, able to serve a, a mission shortly. What advice would you give to him and others who are preparing to serve?
0: For me personally, you've got to keep reading the Book of Mormon. Learn the lessons. Learn how to teach those lessons. And also, if you're learning another language or anything like that, really focus on the lessons. Really focus on teaching the people. The language does come. And focus on helping the people. Uh, learn as much as you can and just really enjoy your time with your family before you go, um, because it is hard leaving your family, but it's so worth it. Um, And the two years go super quick. So for me, just prepare by studying, praying, um, and talking to other people about it, um, because the mission's hard. (laughs) Talk to other people that have experienced it and um, learn from them, and you know, that will make it easier for you for sure
1: well thanks for taking the time to speak to me this evening it's been great hearing about your mission
0: oh thank you bishop it's been really good to talk about it. it brings back great memories
1: well i hope you enjoyed hearing about scotty's mission there in the philippines i particularly love his passion for the converting power of the book of Mormon. that's all i have for you today until i speak to you again here in the
0: bishop's office